Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet with faster speeds rolling out every day and internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. So while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Hey, just a quick note before we get started. We recently did a show where we asked you guys to record your kids asking their most bizarre questions. And then we played them for improv comedian Chris Gethard, and he tried to answer those questions. It was really fun. And we are going to be doing this again soon, this time with comedian Lauren Lapkus. So we need your kids' weird, unanswerable questions. The more unanswerable, the better. We really want to stump Lauren. So send those questions in to us now. It's easy. Just record your kids saying their name and age. You can say that part for them if you want. Um, And then record them asking their question. It's okay to prompt them if you need to. We know some of your kids are very young. Um, And then just email the file to audio at longestshortesttime.com with the subject, unanswerable. Thanks. A few months ago, I got an email from a listener saying, I love the show. I I really relate to a lot of the people you talk to, even if they're not exactly like me. But I just wish you would talk to someone living a normal life. Like my kid eating chicken poop or the pigs like trampling him on the way to knock down the door to the barn. So I don't know about you, but that's that's definitely not my normal like at all. My name is Franny Griffin, and I am a farmer. Getting that email from Franny, it made me so curious to know what it is like to raise your baby on a farm. You know, I was just imagining, like, what if that was me? You know, what if you picked up all of my experiences as an urban mom and just dropped them down in a place where I would have to go head to head every day with, say, chickens? And, and a super aggressive duck and pigs. There's three, and they're like 400 pounds. This is The Longest Shortest Time. I'm Hillary Frank. There are roughly one million children being raised on farms in the United States. Today, we'll hear from one mom about what it's like to raise your family in a place where you're outnumbered by animals, which it turns out was not always Franny's normal either. Hepzibah Farms, where Franny lives and works, is in Talladega, Alabama. That is the same place as the Talladega 500. So twice a year, we get the whole NASCAR crew down. Other than that, Talladega is pretty sleepy. It's mostly big, sprawling fields, you know, cotton, soy, wheat, big cash crops. Franny's farm isn't like that. She and her husband grow organic veggies. There's beans, tomatoes, potatoes, onions, cucumbers, okra, and a ton of other stuff. They sell it all in a CSA. You know, that's where you pay up front for a weekly box of farm-grown produce. They grow flowers, too. 
we have standard crowd pleasers like sunflowers and zinnias and also I can get nerdy with you. We got scabious, uh, we got adjuratum, we got euphorbia, larkspur, everything, everything you could ever imagine. Franny can tell you all the nerdy Latin names of flowers now, but she hasn't been a farmer for very long, just three years. She grew up in a small town in North Carolina, went to the big city for college, Fordham University in Manhattan. She was studying psychology, but she was kind of bored. She decided to take a semester off. And so I had friends who had woofed, which is, do you know what woofing is? I don't. Okay, so woofing is a program. It's an acronym for Worldwide Opportunities on Organic Farms. You go to a farm. They give you a bed and food, teach you about farming. In exchange, you work for free. Franny emailed 30 farms around the country. She jumped at the first one to write back. So it was just total chance that I came here and I never left. So what made you want to work on a farm? Um, I guess I wanted to be challenged. I school's always been like really easy for me. I feel like I'm kind of um, I always kind of figure out the easy way to get stuff done like to get good grades. I know how to, I knew how to get good grades. And I didn't feel like I was really pushing myself in school. So I really wanted to be challenged. Um, and I feel like I'm faced every day with things on the farm that I don't necessarily automatically know the answer to. Like what? Um, I mean, it always comes back to the pigs, Hillary. It always comes back to the pigs. Just imagine trying to herd three 400 pound animals who don't respond to calls Franny says this is especially a problem when they go out of town and have farm sitters. You know, neighbors will find the pigs roaming their property like suburban cats that wind up in other people's yards. So pigs, super challenging. We'll be getting to the biggest pig challenge soon. Also, other challenges on the farm. There's the flooding in one of their fields, the coyote that ate up their entire flock of ducks, except for one. There's the goats that used to eat up the baby trees. They had to get rid of the goats. Then there's the challenge of just the everyday grind. I had imagined that Franny and her husband were waking up at the crack of dawn to the sound of a single rooster. Shows what I know. Franny says the roosters crow all night long. They've got a few of them who sleep in different places all over the property with the hens in, in like little clicks. And so like, you know, one will crow and the other one's like, like checking in they're like how y'all doing you guys in the backyard yeah we're out back we're here what about roger where's roger and then him roger crows and um but yeah so we wake up at you know at like the 40th crow of the night they get up have their coffee and then the physical labor begins the digging the hoeing the mowing the harvesting seeding or weeding or prepping a bed which until recently we also did that by hand we just got a tractor which is pretty exciting now, I don't know why exactly, maybe just because I have zero farm experience. But as Franny was telling me about her daily routine, I was imagining a whole team of farmers. Turns out, nope, it's just Franny and her husband and maybe the occasional woofer. But remember, Franny was just a woofer herself, a college student when she first came to the farm. Coming up, we'll hear all about her transformation from woofer to full-blown farmer. Slept my way to the top, seduced my farm manager, and I now have complete control over the place. Don't go away. (laughs) 
Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day. and Internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next-generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. We're back with farmer Franny Griffin. So this farm that Franny lives on, it was started by four guys, friends from high school. They all play different roles in the business. One's a lawyer, one's kind of the money guy, one does IT. Those three live in cities, Birmingham and Atlanta. The fourth guy, Charlie, he lives on the farm. He got picked to do the actual farm work because he grew up on a farm with a peach orchard. And so it was just Charlie there by himself on the farm when Franny showed up. She had just turned 21, had a head full of dreadlocks, Charlie's a skinny guy with plastic hipstery glasses and a dark scraggly beard. So what was it like when you first met him? It was stinky when I first met him. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you've worked outside all day and it's like 5,000 degrees. He only showers in the morning. So he's no matter what. He's got like B.O. like crazy. And um, I thought he hated me at first because I swear it was like three days of silence working on the farm with him. And so the first thing he ever said to me was like, don't step on the beds. And I like walked on a garden bed. So he's the he's the quiet smelly type. Quiet. He's the quiet smelly type. He gets you. He gets you slowly. Franny sulked a couple days after being chastised, but she's a talker, so she just kept talking to Charlie, and Charlie started talking to her more, not in like a flirty way or anything, just friendly and professional. And with his help, Franny starts getting the hang of running a farm. This goes on for a couple of weeks, and then one night, a bunch of friends come to visit. They throw a birthday party for one of the farm owners. And uh, it got pretty, it got pretty wild. We were, I think we were, you know, drinking tequila out of the bottle or something at the bonfire. It was like, it was at that point where you would have, I would have made out with a wall if someone hadn't grabbed me probably. And it was just, Charlie and I made out that night. And the next morning I was like, oh my God, I was, I was so upset with myself and and then it just kept happening. It just kept happening every time, every time we like had any drinks or went to a party. And then it just, we continued, then we'd like start making out, you know, when we weren't drunk. And then I guess I'd been here for a couple months. He went away for one weekend. So I was kind of like running the farm while he was gone. And I woke up the morning after he left. And my first thought was that I just missed him so much. And I was not, it was a complete shock. I was not expecting that. I was, um, it was really, actually, I think it was like kind of upsetting. What did you miss about him? Uh, I guess I just missed his, his 
his presence. I mean, I think I hadn't realized how intertwined our lives had become. Like every morning we had our coffee together. Every morning we had our breakfast together. We would talk about what we were going to do for the day. Uh, I missed his company. Like weeding, weeding a bed for an hour and a half. It's like the longest hour and a half of your life. You don't have anybody to talk to or... Or if you're thinking about somebody the whole time you're doing it, it's like, Jesus, will these carrots ever fucking end? But yeah, so that's how we fell in love. What about the smell? You got, you got used to his smell? Well, now I smell too. Um, once I fell in love with Charlotte, I just quit shaving my armpits. She cut her dreads too and dropped out of college. She stayed on at the farm, and a year and a half after they met, Franny and Charlie got married out by the neighbor's pond. Charlie's mom made them a five-tiered wedding cake. It toppled over on the way to the house. They figured it was fine. It would still taste amazing. So they put it on a table under a tree to keep it in the shade. The thing they forgot is the chickens were sleeping in that tree. (laughs) The chickens, it turns out, would always wake up and fly around and poop at dusk, which is right when the ceremony was starting. Luckily, they remembered at the last minute and sent a friend to shoo the chickens away. We basically got pregnant a month after we got married. Um, and I'd always said I wanted to travel and stuff, but I felt like, hell, I'm going to take the kids with me. Plus, I really want to pop them all out in my 20s and then have my 30s just focus on myself. And what did you imagine motherhood would be like on the farm? I imagine, have you ever read The Good Earth? No. Well, it's about this Chinese farmer, uh, several centuries ago but uh I imagine that I would be like a warrior woman out in the garden baby slung on my back just spilling my milk on the soil fertilizing fertilizing the garden with my womanhood Franny was that warrior woman all through her pregnancy working the fields like usual and then in July she gave birth to a boy named Eversole so we had this baby it's like the middle of summer it's super super hot was that a rooster that was rooster. I'm surprised you could hear that. <laughs> it was pretty clear. Yeah, he's he's out there. He's he's like I I pick him up on my baby monitor too, which is kind of hilarious. <laughs> so Franny and Charlie come home from the hospital with Eversol, and forget being a warrior mama with a baby strapped to your back. Franny can't even go outside like at all. It's just too hot for a baby. She can't even go to the farmers market. So the farming all falls on Charlie and Franny. Franny's just got to look on from the window, which drives her bonkers. She just wants to be out there helping. Sometimes she'd hear Charlie yelling from the yard and she'd see the pigs stampeding and the dogs barking and chasing the pigs. So she'd just like run outside and, and plop the baby down in the shade by some bushes for, you know, like 10 minutes. And she'd come back to find Eversole wailing and covered in dirt and leaf litter that some chicken had kicked on him. This kind of thing happened a lot. And then came the biggest pig situation of all the pig situations. Oh, my God. So, yeah, within uh, a couple days of bringing him home, our pigs, who we did not did not know they were pregnant, like gave birth. Um, Wait, how do you not know that pigs are pregnant? They big as hell, girl. They are big as hell. They, I, I, I think we could have known they were pregnant if we were paying like a little bit more of attention, but they just like, we weren't thinking about it, I guess. You were paying attention to your own belly. I was paying attention to my own belly. And so the pig has babies and she rejects the babies. Uh, 
won't let them nurse or anything. So we try to get the pig really drunk because we've read that that will, uh, she'll like pass out drunk and you put the babies on them and let them nurse. And then when she comes to, yeah, she comes to and she's like totally fine with them. Uh, so we get fed her like hundreds of dollars worth of really nice beer, which is so stupid of us. I don't know why we didn't get like Bud Light or something. And it still didn't work. So we have to bottle feed the piglets, which is, uh, I don't know if you've ever bottle fed a piglet. I have not. It's girl. It's hard. Um, so you have to feed them every three hours throughout the night. We're already not sleeping through the night. So would there be situations where like you'd have Eversol, um like latched to your breast and you are trying to bottle feed a piglet in the other hand? Yes, that absolutely happened. And pigs are really squirmy and they're like, and like squiggling all over the place until you can get the thing in their mouth and they realize that that's what you're trying to do. So there's milk squirting out of my engorged nipple and there's milk squirting out of the bulb syringe. And I'm like, how did I get to this? Where are my dreadlocks? Who is this baby? Why am I not in college? Franny's family wondered this too. Her parents had chickens and stuff when Franny was a kid, but they pretty much lived in the suburbs. Franny's two siblings graduated college and her parents just sort of expected that she would too. Her older sister went to school in New York City, but unlike Franny, she stayed. She's a career woman in the fashion industry, and she's pregnant now. She's figuring out how to balance her office job with starting a family. It's the life you think of when you hear about moms trying to have it all. I mean, I want it all. I want to be able to, I like, I really prided myself on doing physical work and being able to work out there with Charlie and do all the things that he can do, whether it's driving the tractor or harvesting things on my own. And it's, uh, it's kind of, it's, 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 it's hard to accept that I can't really do that anymore. I feel like I've lost the ability to, to be out there like a, the warrior woman I thought I'd be. You know, I think when a lot of women talk about, um, quote, having it all, the thing that they're giving up is um, spending time with their kid so that they can continue their career. But um, you're going to be able to bring your kid to work with you as he gets older. Well, yeah. And that's, you know, that's the beautiful thing. And that's that's why that's why we really wanted to have kids, you know, because we live like such an awesome life. We eat delicious food, fresh food. But yeah, he's, I keep telling myself it's going to get easier as he gets older because he's going to be mobile and he's going to be more independent. But um, yeah, I like to think that if I like what I'm doing, that he will also like what I'm doing and will want to help us and be out, be outside with us playing or doing whatever. I don't want to force him to pick beans for hours or anything like that. But I like to think that maybe if I do it with him, he would enjoy it. In a minute, Franny talks about what it's like to live in a place where the only grown-up for miles around is the one who shares your bathroom. Stay with us. We are back with Franny Griffin, who lives on a 37-acre farm with her husband and baby. Your farm life, living with just your family on your farm, sounds really isolating. Does it feel that way? Definitely does sometimes, yeah. I mean, a lot of the time, especially winter. Winter can be pretty rough. Is there farming to be done in the winter? Um, Not really. Uh, basically, like in the winter, the soil is too cold or too hard to plant things. I have a hard time personally 
like overcoming the negativity because in the winter everything looks so bad too everything's brown the flaws in the farm are way more obvious or in our in our life are way more obvious so you can scrutinize them a lot more and it's hard to get out of that like spell of negativity so that's it's kind of rough because it's just the two of us and so an ever soul and so there's kind of like no outlet when we get frustrated at each other i mean basically i just have to like go outside and go for a walk but um farmer's market is a big social outlet for us most of our friends are farmers and so every weekend we see them during the growing season we always get together after market and have beers and stuff um and so that doesn't happen as much they're all they're all in their like hobbit holes all over the place because we all kind of live far away from each other too we're all in different directions from our market do you have any mom friends um a lot most of our farming friends don't actually have kids so, you know, there's some like disconnect there because the things that I'm interested in and want to talk about have changed, but I'm still trying to like cater to what would interest everyone. I'm always, I'm like, feel like I'm always conscious of people being like annoyed by me having a kid. How so? Well, I just don't want to, I just don't want to be annoying. Like when we're hanging out after market and everybody's drinking and like people don't, you know, some, when I, it's now, now it's so much that when I leave, it's used to be before I had ever sold that I could leave the farm and hang out with all of our friends and still talk about farming stuff. Cause I was that into it and I'm still into it. But now when I leave the farm and especially in the winter, I don't want to talk about farm stuff. I don't know what I want to talk about, but I don't want to talk about the fucking tractor anymore. Do you want to talk about being a mom? I mean, kind of, but not that, like, I don't want to make it like, let's talk about being a mom. You know, that seems so lame. It's more just like, I would like it to be just kind of an unspoken, like, similarity, you know? I don't want to make myself look like so vulnerable that I'm like, I need a mom, any mom, you know? But, uh... There's actually a farming couple who had their baby at the same hospital and we didn't know it. And we ran into them as we were leaving the hospital and they were leaving the hospital with their baby. And we recently started, I recently started having play dates with them. I guess they've had two now and that's been awesome, but she does live an hour away. So <laughs> that, t- that takes some plant. You can't do like a spontaneous play date. No, definitely. Yeah. No spontaneous play dates except with animals. Franny kind of blows me away. You know, she she made this impulsive decision to go try something. She just picked herself up, plopped herself down in the middle of nowhere with a smelly stranger and just ran with it. I mean, she was suckling a human baby and a piglet all at the same time. Like, how much more of a warrior woman can you be? And despite all of the pig debacles, she wants to do it all again. Like, she she wants more kids. What do you imagine life looking like for you and your family in 10 years? Well, I see a cow. I would love to have a cow, but that's even like more, it's like, I want to be trapped at the farm. You can never leave if you have a cow, but I would love to have like our own milk. I mean, I get it for my neighbors, which is why I buy the cow and you can get the milk for free, but. I have never heard anybody use the phrase, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free in a literal way. I know. You know, I'm embarrassed to say I've said that like five times in the past week. I just get such a kick out of it. Franny says maybe they'll have a cow. Maybe they'll be on this farm. Maybe another. Of course, I had to know if the baby born on a vegetable farm ate vegetables. 
Yeah, he uh, he's eating sweet potatoes and carrots and uh, some radishes. Does he like them? He does, and it's funny because steamed radishes kind of smell like dirty socks. But he likes it. It gave his farts kind of a gross smell. His farts have always smelled so sweet until recently. So you'll all be stinky together. We'll all be stinky together. That's just the kind of fam we are. I think all of us have a little bit of Franny in us. You know, we've all done spur-of-the-moment things that have changed the trajectory of our lives in surprising ways. Sometimes we wind up surrounded by animals. You know, sometimes we wind up surrounded by skyscrapers and taxis. Sometimes we wind up in another country entirely. Or sometimes we just stay put, but we change jobs or friends or whatever. Maybe you've done something like this. Maybe your parents did something like this when you were growing up. Tell us all about it at our website, longestshortesttime.com. Leave your comment on the post for this episode. That's episode 75. And don't forget to send us your kids' unanswerable questions for our show with Lauren Lapkus. Record those questions on your phone with your kid's name and age. And email the file to audio at longestshortesttime.com with the subject, unanswerable. This podcast is produced by me, Hilary Frank, and Abigail Keel. We are edited by Peter Clowney. Our engineer is the Reverend John Delore. Our theme music is by The Batteries Duo. Special thanks to Anne-Marie Baldonado and Antonia Akitunde. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Oh, he called me after the pitch and said, you're not going to believe this, but we're going to make Spider-Woman pregnant. And so I guess I kind of knew that we would be mining our experience for that. She's contributed more than she knows. We'll hear from Dennis and Jesse Hopeless. Yes, that's the best last name ever. Dennis wrote the recent Marvel comics featuring Spider-Woman, a pregnant crime fighter. The character is inspired by his wife. Best way to make sure you catch that show, subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're there, please don't forget to rate us and write us a review. It helps new people to find our show. Our podcast drops at 3 o'clock in the morning Eastern on Wednesdays, but if you are not a night owl, you can get it six hours earlier. Just subscribe to our newsletter. It's easy. Go to our website, enter your email in the little box on the homepage, and I will send you a secret link to the episode. And as always, here at The Longest Shortest Time, we want to hear your stories. We're especially interested right now in hearing from parents of older kids, you know, middle schoolers, high schoolers, grown kids. Or maybe we could hear from some of those middle schoolers or high schoolers, or maybe you want to talk about your own parent. Go to longestshortesttime.com and submit your story. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Stand up. You sing your wolf? Yeah. <laughs> This has been an Earwolf production, executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Adam Sachs, and Chris Bannon. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf! Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now, with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.